everybody. Welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. And my name is Micah Macabre. My name is Jordan Macabre. And you're listening to KSK5, The Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. We're back. It's a Friday again. I hope you're enjoying that lovely weather, that lovely August weather. Too hot. Or maybe September weather. I can't remember. August weather. And um, we are covering Blade, Marvel's first big success, uh, thereby making this Marvel's first big sequel, which is Blade 2. That's what we're covering today. What? Uh, so do you want to tell me about your experience with this movie, Jordan? My experience extends no further than the night previous when I watched it. See, and I also am with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Before going into it, though, I knew one of the fun things about the series was that Guillermo del Toro directed one of the movies, being the second movie, Um, and I was pretty sure you had forgotten that I had told you that. I did. And so when the movie started, I was like, you're going to be excited about who directed this, or but you thought maybe I was being facetious. I never thought you were lying to me. No, but you, you were, or, or no, I said, I said, it's a really big director. Yeah. And you, you kind of, you were like this, you said this better not be Ridley Scott. Well, my first guess I'm thinking, because you said big, like one of yeah. the big directors. So I think James Cameron. One of the biggest. Which would not make any sense timeline wise in his career. Um, no, cause this would, this guess. would mean right after Titanic, yep, he's like, I'm going to make this movie real quick. <laughs> um, and then yeah, as the movie started, I was like Ridley Scott and you said no. And I was like, cool. It better not be, yeah, um, you're unfair to Ridley. I say, but I don't think so. I don't I think, think so. I think, I think you I think are. People are a little too generous with him is kind of what I'm eh. starting to discover, but I, we'll talk about okay. that whenever we talk about the alien movies. But, but I just want to say, I think he is, I think he is a good director. He's a very good director and sometimes great director. I don't think he's great all the time, though. He makes some boring ass and ugly movies. He does, but he also makes some lovely ass. Not saying and some break that all of them are bad. I do like Gladiator. Yeah, and but Alien. I have not seen Gladiator since I've discovered this. Come on, about Gladiator's myself. great. Yeah, we'll see. Not like I am not looking forward to the Napoleon movie. I hated House of Gucci. The movie sucked. House of Gucci's fun. Good it movie, is not, not fun. great movie. It is a concrete slab of people doing bad Italian accents. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Such a bad movie. It's fun. And I I'm not I know I'm not the only one in that camp. You aren't. But it is a fun movie. I I that's was one of the few movies in my lifetime watching it in theaters where I was allowing myself to fall asleep. And wow. I had a big bag of candy that I was at some point I just didn't care if I was sharing it with you anymore. Yeah. I just <laughs> I needed to do something. <laughs> Yeah, good movie. Uh, <laughs> Needless to say, he does not direct this movie. Yeah. Thankfully, it is Guillermo. And actually, we've talked about Ridley because we covered Hannibal, one of his bad yeah. movies. Yep. Um, I, I, I do think, though, that sometimes, and I, I'm, I do this too, but sometimes it's like with artists, it's just so easy to be like, oh, I didn't like Coldplay's last album. That band sucks. And it's like, oh, ah, no, no, they no, have like bad, seven great albums. You know no, what I mean? No, no. But and sometimes so, it is worth like, just, no, you're, you're consumed something that an artist put out that, I mean, I don't even, I don't think I'd ever consider myself a Ridley Scott fan, but yeah. you know, like he's one of the guys. Yeah. And then I, um, I know so like the Martian wasn't good. Oh yeah. And, and then it was like, that's when you start thinking like, I wonder what I would think now of the older thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think with music, it's easier to find that out very quickly. Right. And to to prove to yourself, like, no, Viva La Vida is always going to be the best. Yeah. As an example for Coldplay, even though everything they've put out is good. But uh, uh, they've had they've got some stinkers. Their oh, newest okay. album's not very good. What's their newest That's album? That's the one where they did they had BTS on a song. Did I listen to it? You didn't listen to it. Oh. Yeah. They, they've definitely not, had not some the, stinkers. Not a great example for me because I've never gotten into Coldplay. Yeah. Um. But that's the example you threw out. It was. But, you know, I, I do think there's a temptation to just be like, uh, this movie's bad, therefore that director is bad. Um, and I know that's not what you're saying. But I do understand it's, it is easy to get caught in that. Yeah, that and I, I've often done it. 
Um, hey, here's but, this. Guillermo del Toro. I love this guy. One of my favorite directors. He has made some really bad movies that I don't like. Okay, let's let's. I wanted to talk about Guillermo because we don't have that opportunity really on no. this podcast. So he's probably the cutest correct director currently working. Yes. Love whenever he's a cameo in something. It really feels like oh, he must be a. He is definitely a fan of Sunny. Definitely a fan definitely of Barry. A fan, fan of Barry. And I, there was a third show in my head that I'm blanking on right now. Uh-huh. But, oh, was he in What We Do in the Shadows? I think he was, or we're just thinking that because the character Guillermo is in that oh. show. His anyway, character's name is Guillermo. I just love seeing him pop up in anything with his little glasses. Yeah. And him promoing uh, uh, Pinocchio was very cute. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the famous story that I believe you told me where he was being interviewed on the red carpet or something like that, and he had the Pinocchio nope, that was with not him. Me. No way. And um, the, the figurine? Yeah, and then uh, he saw a kid and like quit talking to the interviewer and started talking <gasps> to the kid about it because the kid seemed interested, and he, he kind of like didn't care about finishing the interview. That is so great. Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he was such a child, uh, yeah. like childlike wonder uh, through that whole process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are your stinkers of of? Guillermo? I do not like Crimson Peak. That movie is bad. That's right. I haven't seen that one. The movie looks really bad. It kind of looks like a TV movie. And then the story was a, just a real stinker for me. Okay. I yeah. I, I'd have to. I guess it, maybe that's your only stinker. I mean, well, I, I don't. I'd have to look through. I some feel other like stuff. you didn't like Nightmare Alley. Really? I didn't. I mean, it was fine. I did not like it. Long movie. It was. It was. It was. Felt fine. really long. I did like that one. I though. think um, if it wasn't based on, or if it wasn't, and um, there's an older movie. Yeah. What is it? It's if a it remake. wasn't a remake, I think I would be kind of like I would be even more underwhelmed. Sure. By it, if sure. that makes sense. If it was just a random thing, but and I have heard people like critics who have seen the original remake are kind of like, I don't understand why he remade this. He didn't really add something that oh, made okay. it unique. Um, according to them, I haven't seen the original nightmare alley, but yeah. Um, anything else you got on there? Striking we your still fancy. We still need to watch Kronos. We do. We do. That movie that pops up on HBO. For Every once a in a while. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think uh, another one, I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's not like, I, I don't fondly think of it, the Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. Again, I don't think it's bad, but it's not yeah. a big movie for me. Right. Yeah, He. so for me, Guillermo is kind of interesting because I'm definitely a big fan. I definitely think he is a great director. I think, I'm not sure, but I think he's probably the only director who's won Best Director, uh, Best Picture, Best Animated Feature, yeah. and Best Foreign Language Film. Or Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I believe that one. So I think he's the only director who's ever done that. That's wild. I feel like every Oscars he's presenting an award because last year he won something. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, But I, I do think sometimes his movies, uh, I, I like them, but, but sometimes they don't like emotionally captivate me. Sure. Even though they're, they're all very emotional movies. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, but, um, like I think a, I, and I hate to even out myself, but I think Pinocchio is a really good example of that. Okay. Where I thought, um, wow, this movie is such an achievement. Definitely should have won animated feature. Um, but it's like I I never was like emotionally invested in that movie. Hmm. Um, and I I know that that is not a common opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, but it's just like there was something about it that was a little impenetrable to me. Okay. Where I was like, I know in my mind that this is a great movie, but in my heart, it's just okay. Yeah. Um, and actually, maybe I would have would have given the edge to Turning Red on a personal bias last year. Okay. I can't remember. There was another. Wasn't there another Pixar last year that was really good? Yeah. Um. Whatever it was. Yeah, but sometimes his movies kind of don't quite hit the mark all the way. Yeah. I can't remember how I feel about Shape of Water. I mean, I know I like that movie a lot. You loved that movie. I did? Okay, okay. That, from my memory. I couldn't remember. Would love to watch Hellboy sometime. Hellboy, I think, is okay. We should. It's very I okay. I mean, we should just do it for uh, MPU, the sequel. 
at some point. Well, I actually, I'm going to cut you off because I was planning on doing that yeah. instead of doing 21 and 22 Jump Street. But then I couldn't decide whether we would do the David Harbour one. And I didn't want to think about it, so I just took it off the schedule. But then that would have made it a trilogy. Yeah, but there, since it's not like a technical trilogy, I just thought if we were covering the Hellboy movies, we should cover all three. And I thought about watching that movie, and I was like, no way. Right now in my life. Oh, I would have just made a rule up for yourself and just done, we're only doing Guillermo's. Yeah, Hellboy. that makes sense. But you know how my brain is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, But I've only ever seen the movie on TV. Yeah. And I lo- loved everything I saw. It, more than anything, yeah. the the costumes and characters. Yeah, um, it, it's not it's not at all bad. I, I guess saying it's okay is is a little unfair. Yeah, but I, it had kind of been talked up to me and like a, this is like actually a secret like great movie, yeah. and I'm like it's really good. Yeah, but I again like emotionally it doesn't capture me really. Yeah, I I think um, growing up too. Here, well, when did it come out? Uh, two thousand five. No, Labyrinth is what I'm now talking about. Two thousand six. Oh, two thousand. Labyrinth oh. came out in two thousand six, and I remember when that movie came out. I feel like I almost like vaguely remember trailers for it. Yeah, I feel like that movie's um, always kind of existed. Yeah, since and it I came feel out. like there was a a weird. I like if I think back on it, going to my memory palace. Yeah, I have a vague sense of like uh, I'm afraid of whatever this thing is. Yeah, because it's a very dark thing. And then growing up, never watched it when I was a kid. I, I think when it came out in 2006, I don't know, maybe my parents didn't think I could handle it. Cause I feel like my dad would really like that movie. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see that movie until adulthood. And it's like, where has this movie been my whole life is how it felt when I saw that movie. That's a Jordan classic. It's a Jordan classic. I love it so much. Yeah. But there is like a, like I had, I think I was like strangely enough, a little afraid of the movie. That makes sense. I mean, I, I think, it. I think that's kind of the magic of him is he can yeah. tell he can tell a story like Pinocchio that has like a a tinge of darkness to it that that feels true to like fairy tales mm-hmm. like yeah. not not oh, Disney definitely. fairy tales but fairy tales you yeah know? like Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales <clears throat> yeah and that's why I think he's very um, well suited for Blade for example mm-hmm. but what's what's funny is I would actually put this in the category of his lesser movies for sure for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. When it started, the first 20 minutes, I was like, this could be really high on Guillermo for me. Yeah. Uh, Because I was like, this is a banger. And then the movie kind of gradually just continued to lose steam for me. Yeah, I feel like the story was never quite there for me. Sure. But the characters were cool. Yeah. It just it just felt kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But it's so worth watching if if oh, you're Oh, absolutely. If you're wondering and and I think it's a good example of a sequel. I don't think it quite hits the the heights of the first movie. I think uh, it does in different ways. Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll we'll hit that as we go. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so he is of course a Mexican filmmaker in case you were unaware and uh he had done an American film before this movie. I thought this was his first English, but he'd done a movie called Mimic. Yeah, what's that movie about? Wait, I don't know. Let me look it up because it's right here. Um, but then he does this movie. Mimic? Oh, so Kronos is... Wait, who's in Kronos? don't know. I don't I know that, was... that I know oh, the actors. I think I always thought that was... Because there's a really weird poster on HBO of that movie. Yeah. Of the guy. Yeah. And for some reason, I think I always thought it was John Lithgow. Oh, Okay. It's not. Um, okay, so Mimic, three years ago, entomologist Dr. Susan Tyler genetically created an insect to kill cockroaches carrying a virulent disease. Now the insects are out to destroy their only predator, mankind. Sounds fun. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so he made that before this, then he makes this movie, and then I believe Hellboy is after this, then Pan's Labyrinth, then Hellboy 2, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, yeah, this movie is again written by David S. Goyer. The music is my, by Marco Beltrami. We've talked about him countless times on this podcast. Uh, the cinematography is Gabriel Beristain, who did Dolores Claiborne and the awful Street Kings, David Ayer movie. Uh, that's someone who I'm comfortable putting in the category of not a good director. Uh, yeah, I remember because that movie, Wait, what are you, who are you talking about? David Ayer. Who did what? Street Kings. This? No, but for this movie, what did he do? 
Oh, uh, the cinematographer uh, is Gabriel Beristain, and he worked oh, he on worked Street Oh, he worked with David Ayer. Okay. Yeah, and he's worked with him before, but yeah. Did he do Suicide Squad? He did. The, the, That's right. The, no, he no. did Suicide Squad. Yeah. Why did they do that? Why couldn't they have named the second movie a different title? It's a mess, and James Gunn has to clean it up. Even though he, that's Even though his he fault. Did, I, know, I know, I um, know. That was before he was in charge, though. Yeah, someone could have been like, dude, you can't name it this. Yeah. Um, even just to put like a colon, like Mission Alpha or something that like distinguishes distinguishes it. Um, anyway, uh, I, I think they were hoping that we would forget that there was a movie that came out like five years earlier. We're still traumatized by it. We, oh, we, oh, certainly are. Um, but uh, yeah, David Ayer, I remember when I was getting into movies. I would look at Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale's filmography, yep. and I would watch his a lot of his movies. Yep. And uh, oh man, so I saw this movie called Street Kings, and he's movie? like a gangster in the movie. Like it's in like L.A. Uh-huh. and I think I think you know he's like friends with a cop or something like that. Just awful movie, hmm. and I think it's got like good scores and stuff like that. But it is just like. At least when I was younger, I was like, this is excruciating. I do not like this. And I was kind of like, Christian Bale's in a bad movie? <laughs> but I'd also watched The Machinist, and I also was not a big fan of that, that movie. That movie, man, that movie's rough. It is not for the faint of heart. I just remember that movie being another one where it was, I, I think maybe my expectation was different, but I was waiting for like, it felt like the type of movie that was going to have like a twist or a big, yeah, like well, Christopher Nolan twist, thing. But it's also um, just a downer after downer after downer of a movie. Yeah, from my memory, and it's also very washed out looking, and it's just it's just a sad time. <laughs> and Christian Bale looks really bad. Yeah, because he lost an unhealthy amount of weight for it. Ate an apple a day. Apple and coffee was all he had. Man, don't do it like that. Don't do it. Uh, yeah, so this movie, though, Blade 2, comes out March 22nd, 2002. It has a $54 million budget. It makes 82 in the U.S. and 155 worldwide. Does just fine. Uh, uh, David S. Goyer originally wanted to have Morbius be in this movie. Okay. Uh, but Marvel wanted it to be its own thing and not include Morbius. In the third movie, you think? I don't think this so. This is the second time you brought him up. I know, but maybe he is. That'd, that'd be interesting. interesting. Um, but yeah, they, it's funny thinking of Marvel being like, no, let's not open up the universe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, and producer uh, Frankfurt and Goyer uh, both liked Guillermo, and Frankfurt Frankfurt's design company had made the title sequence for Mimic, so they were like, I think this is our guy. Oh, cool. When Steven, um, oh my goodness, the director of the last movie, who I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah. When he didn't come, return for this movie, yeah. Um, and then Toro, just like David S. Goyer, uh, wanted it to be scary vampires, not romantic vampires. Mm-hmm. To which I do think that he succeeds with flying they colors. Nailed it. And then they got rid of like all of the sex sexiness of the yeah. last because the last movie was still very sexy. Yeah, and and you know, vampires are sexy, but this isn't like romantic gothic. Yeah. This was like, get rid of that part. We're just going gross. Yeah. I did like, I I, I think it's fun because it differentiates the two, but yeah. I'm not mad at the sexy vibe of the first oh, movie. Oh, I'm not, no, 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 me neither. I think there are some issues within it in some ways, but yeah, no, 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 me neither. I think it's almost like, it's an, just another interesting take of vampires. Yeah, I, I guess it. what's interesting, and it's something I had mentioned in the last episode, is like, I, I always think of vampires as like a metaphor for sex, uh-huh. and this movie like does not make me feel that way at all. No, no it's no. like it's like they are. It, it's more of a zombie story than a vampire story in a lot of ways. Sure, um, sure. At least by the way I think about those monsters. Okay, uh, but you know it's classic to have a vampire strain too. Um, yeah, you know that spreads and stuff. Uh, this. Watching these two movies, though, it's made me bump up the passage on my reading list because I want to like goodness, it's dude. making me want to read. Oh, those. my gosh. For anyone who hasn't read Justin Cronin's The Passage series, it'll be one of the best series you've ever read. It made me cry. The, the so end of crazy. the whole series made me cry. It's so good. It, it is truly an epic tale. We it's, love to see it's it. It's science fiction. It's fantasy, but it's epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you hit me with those actors, oh. my friend? 
So, um, very surprising cast all around. Yes. That's so fun. It makes me excited for the next movie. Who's going to who gonna yeah. be in well, it? Well, you know one person that's in it, right? No. I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. Don't tell me. Well, it will be someone we've covered in two different franchises, and they will be entering our three-timers club. Someone enters our three-timers club in this movie. Someone enters our four-timers club in this movie. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get so to it. So first of all, we have, uh, I'm just going to go in billing order. Yeah, yeah. Ron Perlman, which was so surprising. Yeah. Had no idea. Had no idea. Assuming this, this is how him and Guillermo met. Must and have how been. he became Hellboy. Unless he, maybe he's in Mimic. Can you look and see if he's in Mimic? Oh, yeah, hold on. Because um, that would be kind of interesting if he followed him for that long of time. I'm really no. trying to, no, okay. All right. But he is Hellboy. He is the titular Hellboy. And what's funny is, it's not funny, but growing up, seeing that movie on TV a lot, it's like Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Yep, I, yep. I can't imagine any other person transforming into that character. Yeah. So even when they tried to do David Harbour, it's like, no, it ha- it's just Ron Perlman for me. Yeah. Um, uh, even now, like, I, and I'm not very good at, like, fan casting kind of stuff, but yeah. but it's like, even just thinking roughly, like, who would be a good Hellboy I can't really. Think I think of they anybody. got it in one, like, the, on their on their first try. Yeah, you know what? I almost feel like if I watch that movie, I'd love it. Actually, if I rewatched it, we should watch it sometime. Yeah, but we may as well record a podcast afterward. Yeah. So that's true. So he's also in Hand of God, which is an Amazon show. He does. Oh, yeah. It looks like a lot of UFC stuff, which I didn't know. Okay. Um. Did did do you remember so for the listeners, uh I was listening to an old episode of Comedy Bang Bang and they were talking about uh Season of the Witch, <laughs> which is a an old Nicholas not an old, it's like a Nicholas Cage movie from like two thousand. It's one of his bankrupt movies. Like yeah, he needed money. Like two thousand fourteen or something, and Ron Perlman's in it. And um you know how we are on this show, so I won't totally quote it, but it's like it's in, you know, like the 1400s or something like that. And Ron Pol- Perlman will be like, holy, sh-. like, what the f- is that thing over there? <laughs> like, and he's just like dropping the F bomb in such a modern way. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. It made me want to watch that movie. Uh, the the, fu- the interesting thing about Ron, per- Ron Perlman's <laughs> done a lot of voice acting as well for video games and cartoons, um, but he has just done a lot of bad movies. Sure. He's kind of in, he, he just isn't so much, but he's also in things like Blacklist. Sons of Anarchy, right? Wasn't he in that show? Oh, when did that show start? I don't know. He is. Sons okay, of Anarchy. Yeah. The whole time. Well, 79 episodes. I'm assuming that's the whole yeah. time. Um, and... Yeah, man, he's in so much. It's crazy. This is a busy guy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's Ron Perlman. Yeah. Leonora Varela plays... Oh, it's Nissa, not Lisa. But it sounded like they were saying oh, thought, Lisa the whole time. I thought they said Lisa, I swear too. they were saying Lisa the whole time, to which made... Uh, it was a very odd choice. We were like, why would they name her Lisa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Nisa, it's probably... That's how they were saying it. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. She's also in Odd Thomas, the tailor of Panama, Tell It Like a Woman, um, Lethal Weapon, the show. The show. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of uh, other things. I was so quick to correct you there. Or, or I didn't like, even get to not, say Not it. correct, but I, it's like I didn't want the world to even imagine that she was in the movies for some reason. I don't <laughs> know why, but I just jumped on it so fast. That's your problem. Um, Seriously. Norman Reedus, which was very surprising yeah. to see him in this. He's hella um, annoying in this movie. Yeah. I don't ever I use that expression. I think that's also, that was his job. You know what? I actually was like, man, I'm not digging him. And then when it was revealed that he was a bad guy, I was like, oh, okay, your performance absolutely works, and it was the right move. Yeah, it's, you it know. was fine. Um, for those who don't know him by Norman Reedus, it's Daryl. From, from Walking, Walking of Dead. Dead. Um, I know, because I've seen like two seasons of that show, I know Daryl, I know Shane, I know Rick. Yeah. That's John it. Berthal, Andrew Lincoln, and Norman Reedus. Yep. Um, he's also with the Boondock Saints. Have you seen that? Nope. Apparently, it's good. I have I've heard. I've heard that is like a poor man's uh, unaware Pulp Fiction. Oh, really? It's like it's like if Reservoir Dogs wasn't done by one of the best directors 
and oh. kind of is sucks is what I've heard. Oh. I, I grew up hearing that it was like, oh, this is such a great action movie. And now I always hear of it as like, oh, I roll oh, Boondock so Saints. Then, interesting. Yeah. I would be interested in seeing that someday. Yeah. Just to know. Well, it does have Willem Dafoe, so it can't it be that bad of a time. Thomas Kretschmann plays Damaskinos, the, the head vampire. Yeah. Um, he's also in King Kong, the um, Peter Jackson Okay. Movie. I would love to rewatch that actually. I have never seen it. We should watch it. Um Resident Evil Apocalypse Wanted where they curved Haunted. the bullet. Yes, they certainly did. Um Oh, he's in the new Indiana Jones movie apparently. Uh-huh. And a million other things, which everyone's seen by now. Yeah. Besides us. No uh Luke Goss plays Nomak, which is like the bad like the head bad vampire. Yeah. Um, he is in Hellboy 2, also after the screaming stops, Death Race 2, and a lot of movies with really bad posters, unfortunately. Um, he, I, I feel like he was just, he, he was giving it 110% the whole time. He was really good. His voice was like, so video game inspired is how it felt to me. I think everyone was really good in the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, Norman Reedus, originally I'm like so annoyed. And then when it was revealed he was a bad guy, I was it like, was fine. that totally works. Uh, Matt Scholes, who we've covered in Fast and Furious, the first oh, movie. Oh, yes, Vince. Um, That was just funny to see him in something else. We, we were sitting there watching the movie and we're like, what is this guy from? Yeah. What is he from? And then Donnie Yen. <clears throat> Donnie freaking Yen. We had no idea he had was no in this idea. movie. His character's name is Snowman. Snowman, cool. They only give him one scene, and that's a mistake. But also, pretty early on in in uh, his career, actually, I can look it up right now because we were assuming in America. Yeah, I'm thinking. On. I'm thinking he's you know we're in successful before then, but um, 2002, I believe, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2002. So before that, yeah, it looks like a lot of. Chinese stuff. Okay. Like exclusively, pretty much. Okay, so this is him coming over, making it into the American uh Yeah. Looks box like there office. might have been an American movie before this one with a twenty one meta score. Okay, it doesn't so, count. Um a movie that does not exist. Yeah. So uh he is our four timer. Oh, I thought it was only three. No, because he's in John Wick. Yeah. He's in oh, Ip Man yeah. and he's in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. So he has now made it into a four timers club. I don't know if we have another actor that's in a four timers for us. I don't think so either. Uh, we definitely, I mean, Keanu has three because we did a whole special series yeah. on Keanu. And if we count Patreon, he's four because of speed. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. If, if anyone knows of, of anyone else that is in either the four timers or higher club, would love to know. Because as of right now, Donnie Yen is the king of franchises. He is. He is. He is. Um. He is, as The Rock called himself, the uh, franchise Viagra. What does that mean? You know, he boosts it up. <sighs> Actually, I don't know if The Rock said that or if people have just been joking about The Rock and oh. saying that. That might just be a box office boys joke, but I thought <laughs> I thought that The Rock actually did say it. Interesting. He's only been in two movies, right? Or two franchises that we've covered. Fast and Furious and um, Black Adam. Oh, DC. Yeah. I would think so. But next week, we will have someone who will be joining the Three Timers Club. Okay, don't tell me. Can I give, tell you what franchises they're in? Yeah. They are in X-Men, and they are in Fast and Furious. Okay. I'll stew on that. Yeah. It's it's pretty easy, but I bet you forget that they're in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An early Fast and Furious? No. Oh. No, no, no. One, Maybe one that... Uh, is not uh, one of the series proper. Oh, well, who's in that movie? <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, he's in he's in Blade Three. Yeah. As what? I don't know, but oh. this is when him and David Goyer started talking about uh, Deadpool. No, Wolverine. You can say it. No, but he's. You almost said Wolverine. Oh, oh, yeah. So this is like where the ball gets rolling, where he starts becoming obsessed with Deadpool, and wow. So it's actually kind of like. This the, uh, Blade Trinity is kind of Deadpool Wolver, uh, Origins 
I keep <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's not talk about it more though. Lastly, that'll be next week. Danny John Jules plays Assad. He's like one of the dudes that gets Blade to work with him. Um, he's also in Lock, Stock, and Barrel, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, but which character is this? I... Um, the you know those two people who show up and are like, "You got to come help us." It's Nisa and that. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. Um, he's also in Dodger, um, Death in Paradise, blah blah blah. Was he in the rest of the movie? Or he was got he killed just at some scene? point. Okay. No, no, no. He was in more. He was in much more of that movie, Micah. Okay. I'm having a little uh, face blindness here. So the movie begins, and we open in Prague. No, nope, the Czech, Czech Republic. No, it is Prague. It, that's what I wrote down. It's the title. It, it says they're in Prague. Oh, I don't remember it being Prague. I just remember it being that country. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, And we go to a blood bank. Mm-hmm. Now, blood banks and vampires, you do the math. There's a comic strip strip somewhere in there. <laughs> We've all seen it. It's like it's like a Gary Larson, and, yes. and 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 you just see this guy looking around, and he's like, "Should I really be here?" <laughs> and there's all these vampires that are walking. There around. might actually be a Gary Larson. That's <laughs> there is in that vein. Believe me. Really? Yeah, I've read them all. Hmm. Are you looking it up right now? Yep. Jordan's looking it up. She's gonna confirm the Gary Larson. I've read all of the Far Side many times over because my dad got the complete compendium and I read it over and over. I found it to be very funny. She's looking, she has a look of, of maybe I got him and then a look of no, I didn't. And now she looks like she does feel like she's got it. Yep. Let me just find the correct picture. I just don't want to. Boy, I'm going to look real stupid right about now. If you're right. Yep. Vampire party. Um, vampires are at a party. They're all holding martinis. They're all wearing there. They all look like your classic vampire. <laughs> and this one guy, there's a mirror in the back <laughs> and there are two vampires standing in front of it. One vampire is, you can see him in the mirror uh-huh. and the guy next to him is saying, Hank, you're reflecting. So that's not at all the blood bank joke. I no, said. but it's a, va- but you said there, but where there is a vampire one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if he if he did the blood bank one, that would be that would be crazy. So the joke is that someone dressed up in the vampire thing, right? There's another. Or no, one. no, no, no. I get the joke. There's I get the joke. I'm not actually seeing it, folks. There's another far side strip where it, there's a fender bender. Yeah. Uh, and the, the the vampire caused it uh-huh. because he's looking over his shoulder, not paying attention to traffic, because this woman has the neck of a giraffe, like the longest. Neck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I was thinking uh, another one could be like he's trying to look in his mirror, but he can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can't see yourself. That's the thing. Anyway, I'm not as funny as Gary Larson. Let's be honest. So blood bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we just talked about Farside. <laughs> uh, so they're at this blood bank and we see this guy and he's like, this is my first time. And the guy goes, they pay you here. It's pretty sweet. They both look like kind of drug addicts. Mm-hmm. And this woman walks up and she goes right this way. And they go through. And and this is all like it's shot so well and yeah. it looks so awesome. And it's pretty freaky looking. And they look down a hallway and it's like covered in blood and they're yep. like they're like mopping it up and stuff. And they go and they strap this guy in. And that well, they found something strange in his blood test. So they need to get more. Yeah. They need to do a little bit more research on him. Yeah, and they keep asking, like, so you have no family? And he's like, yeah, is that going to be a problem? And they're like, none. And and we as the viewer, we're sitting there, and we're like, this guy is so dead. <laughs> um, but he has this long scar down his chin. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, it's just, um, it's just a childhood accident. Mm-hmm. And the scar thing is cool. It is. Um, the vampire stuff in this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So then they're about to get him. He sees their vampires. I mean, I think he went there on purpose, but mm-hmm. he's like, I hate vampires. And his scar opens up like a like a Venus flytrap. And his mouth opens like that. It also reminds like me that. of the alien. Like oh, alien. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, there's almost like a tongue that looks kind of like the alien popping out of the alien. Yes. Um, like that, when they that, open their mouth. That incubates a person. I'm talking no, about I'm thinking the, more when when an alien opens its mouth. Oh, I'm not like, talking about that. I'm talking about when it flies onto your face and latches on and oh, puts like the egg in you. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of like that plus just like mandibles of like a of a, like a like a predator. <laughs> like a predator, yeah. And then and then add in like how the, the alien ultimate alien and predator crossover. Yeah, and then the the alien has that like like the tongue is like a miniature alien that like smashes into people. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. Okay, you looked at me like you, you just did. keep describing it. It's just it's saying like, how many times um, you're going to describe the tongue, it. the alien. Anyway, these vampires are trying to get his blood, and then he's like, "Nah, uh, uh, I'm going to get your blood." So he causes chaos, and there it is, drinking everyone up. Yeah, and it's the the blood splatter is nutso. Yeah, it was like, whoa, we are leveling up from the last movie. Yeah, uh, in terms of violence, um, and then we get you know introduced to Blade, and he says Whistler is still alive, and I'm out here hunting for him. Mm-hmm. Now, I now I thought this development was cool. I think it was a little bit wasted though, looking back on the movie. I think so too, but I do like it as well. I like that he's still alive. I don't think... But he doesn't have much to do in the movie. Yeah, they literally just kind of leave him off screen most of the time. Yeah. And it, it felt like, to me, the movie should have been about him getting him back. Not getting him back at the beginning, and it's the same relationship. Well, it's almost like... Okay, so, so yeah, Whistler's still alive, and between this the first movie and the beginning of this one, Blade has been trying to find him. Uh-huh. So this movie starts with, he finds him. He seems to be in some kind of, like, pod. I don't uh-huh. know why. Do you know why? Well, I was a little confused because he did say, like, they tortured me and they would leave me in, like, a pool of blood just so they could torture me. So he would keep regenerating. Um, So I think it's, like, a form of that regeneration that he's stuck in right there. We can just assume. Okay. But what confused me is then they flash back to the first movie and I had forgotten that he shoots himself. We don't Which, see it, though. I know, but presumably that's a silver bullet. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see how they could resurrect him from that, yeah. as established by the rules in this universe. But it also just felt like a comic book thing, so it's just like, yeah, we never saw it, so I guess he didn't die. Yeah, I just, I kind of wish they would have, like, shown a scene of him, you know, shooting something else, or, or I don't know, something. Yeah, no, I get that. Because uh, it seems like it was pretty permanent, and then they were just like, never mind. Yeah. I, th- I thought that this movie would explore it in a a much more satisfactory way, and I was like, "Holy cow, this is awesome! He's still alive!" And then they just he just gets him like right away. I know. I I think they yeah the movie could have been more about him getting Whistler back, or he does get Whistler back, and Whistler's the one who's like inciting the incident of like this is what we need to do in this movie. Yeah, because when he gets him back, he's just basically along for the ride. Yeah, it, I think... And it's you, like, you were a vampire for a little bit. You probably have stories to tell and warnings to be made to Blade. Yeah, it would have been maybe better if he he had been, like, working, you know, like, had known the bad vampire so he could yeah, give him inside information. Yeah. But I, I had kind of hoped that the movie would be, like, he's turned and he is bad, and the whole movie Blade is, like, trying not to kill him and bring him back to be a human. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe working with the the um is it Anne from the first movie? No, that's Karen. not her name. Karen. Um I think I actually confused that because Rashida Jones plays Karen in the office and Anne on Parks and Rec. Oh, I think yeah. I switched those two. Uh but like he talks to her, they get a serum and they bring him back. But then maybe at the end of the movie, like, you know, he can bring back one person and then he has to let him go for real this time and kill him. Um I think that would have been better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that part feels a little wasted. Yeah, I agree. Um, but when he's yeah, trying to... Yeah, because he could have been, like, cap- like, let's say he turned into a vampire, never killed himself, and then he was ultimately captured by, bad by like, the pure... Black- well, I guess they all died in the last movie. But, like, captured by bad vampires, another yeah. sect, and has been forced to, like, work with them. And, you know, he, because he's a vampire now, he's become dependent on blood, maybe a little brainwashed or something. Although I don't see his character being brainwashed, but just yeah, but if bear he's, with me. But like, yeah. th- then he gets Whistler back, however he does it. And then Whistler's like, there's this new strain. There's this new virus. Like, yeah. he's the one telling him, like, we need to take care of this. Yeah. I, I, th- I you know, th- looking back on the movie, I wish he had stayed dead, actually. Yeah. Um, 
Unless they rewrite this entire movie. And, to what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and even what you're saying, that's cool. But to me, it's like he kind of has to be like the villain now to me, where like his brain is so far gone that he's against Blade and Blade has to bring him back. And the whole movie is about him trying to bring back. Because in the last movie, it's like very, he's like, I'll, I'll if you turn a vampire, I don't care, I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and in this movie, persistent. he's like, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, he did save Karen. So he had faith about that. But, to someone that's already turned, you know? Right. That'd be interesting. But that's not the movie we got. But he is breaking about, this is a very cool action sequence. Very cool action happening. sequence. Um, lots of cool martial arts. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's like, man, Wesley Snipes is killing this and doing one of the best comic book performances, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really cool motorcycle sequence. Yeah. Um, and And there's a point where he disintegrates a guy by putting like a silver tie around his neck and wire and pulling, jumping on the motorcycle, disintegrates the guy and then jumps forward and drives the bike. Wow, I forgot that happened. Very That's cool. wild. And then he stops right before it hits his car and he, he kiss lips at his car. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they do a slow motion disintegration, which I think looked pretty cool. It looked like such a money shot. And the the thing that Blade did action-wise leading right up to that tube was like, oh, this is all such a money shot. Yeah. Um, the whole movie, the action is definitely ramped up. Mm-hmm. The martial arts are a bit more intense. Yep. Uh, the camera movements are maybe a little bit more deliberate. I still think the first movie looked more comic booky in a way that was exciting to me. See, I don't know if I feel that way. Okay. Because in this movie, several times they got into the CGI action. Yeah. Um, in a very bad way. But they had to do this so that other movies could run. Yeah. They had to walk so the other movies could run. So I'm not necessarily criticizing the choice. Yeah. But if anything, it's like cool that they even tried it. Yeah. And some of it, because some of, I mean, most of it looked just awful. But you knew what they were trying to do. Because they right. are vampires and they are supe- like uh, physically superior and can do things, do more things. Yeah. And I thought it looked cool. No, no, I did too. It, it's, it's funny that it's like the first movie comes out the year before Matrix and it shows. And then this movie's like, hey, the Matrix really pulled forward a ton of effects. We can really go for it. But then the year after this, the next two Matrix will, movies will come out and kind of do what this movie's again trying to do with like the bouncy figures. Yes. Uh, better. I mean, that movie still like that movie has aged, but all three of those movies have aged in terms of special effects. But they also have that like they're actually not in our world. It yep. is a computer, so it to me it like tracks and yep. I like it. Um, I think it holds up, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting, like the matrix of it all, where it's like this movie, it's almost there, but then they maybe overreach again, like mm-hmm. they did in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not quite as egregious. Yeah. But I def the more we're talking about it, even the more I'm like, I think the first one is actually kind of a lot better. Okay. Um, it's also just like the intro of the character, mm-hmm. and and I think Blade has a little more to do in that movie. He doesn't. I really agree with that. I agree. Do with that. anything in this movie, kind of. Yeah. He just kind of is cool. Yeah. Which, hey, I love a cool character, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. But he gets Whistler back, and then we get introduced to Norman Reedus, um, whose name Scud. is Scud. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's comic booky because when oh, I heard it, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Why would you?" Oh yeah, they're just doing comic books. Yeah. So, um, so him and Whistler are bantering the whole time and they should just kiss finally at some point, but they never do. Um, but kind of assimilating back into this world, Blade's still doing his, I mean, Blade, Blade's mission was to get Whistler, but now that he's got him back, now it's back to just hunting vampires. Yeah. Um, when a couple of vampires, vampires, (laughs) um, okay. Whistler ambush them and start fighting. Uh huh. Um, they look like they're in a Guillermo del Toro movie. They look the, cool. The costumes are just like, yeah, I'm watching a Guillermo movie. And we were like, is one of them Doug Jones? Yeah. No. He's not in this one. Yeah. I don't know. I think they hook up the next movie. Yeah. Um, but Does he direct the next movie? Uh, no, in Hellboy, I mean. Oh, okay. Next uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Okay. Um, where he play, I think he plays the water thing, which yeah, is you're right. what he plays in Shape of Water, which is weird. 
Is it the same character? Well, it's. I oh, mean, it's, it's like, like it's the like same. The creature, the creature from, from the, the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah. yeah, it's like based on the same source material, basically. So no. two very different performances, though. And I, oh, I don't remember that creature. I remember the creature from the movie. I just don't remember what the creature does. I feel like he was the love interest of one of the girls in Hellboy, right? Don't remember. Oh, okay. I know he's voiced by one Niles Crane from Frasier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so funny how uh, much you you. Don't have care. no experience with Frasier, and when it's brought up, you are like, I don't want to hear about it. It's just one of those things. It's bring it up as much as you want. You know that, and uh, you do. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I will never watch that show. Yeah. Because I I will not like it because I have no nostalgia for it. Yeah. It's it's too late for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Kelsey Grammer is pretty annoying as a person. So he is. Yes. That's that's my take. Um. But anyway, these vampires that are fighting him are not, they're they're actually needing his help. Yeah, and this so, is cool. They're they're like offering a truce from the Vampire Council, yeah. basically. So they go with them yeah. to meet with the head honcho. Love that he looks like an old, decrepit vampire from like, you know, a thousand years ago. Yeah. The makeup's cool. I love that concept so much. They they do it in what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And I just think it, it's really funny in that movie slash show. But it's also just like such an interesting thing to do, too. Wait, what? What are you saying the specifically? The the way that they look—that they're so old looking. Oh yeah, I just love that. Yeah, well, it's it's great because you you think like, you know, if, well, I guess how does that work? Because they don't. Isn't it classical that they they stay the same age that they were bitten? I I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think it depends yeah. on what you want to do at this point. Yeah, I guess so. If it's Twilight, yes. Right. And I remember that's the great irony in interview of a vampire. Not irony, but, if, but Kirsten Dunst gets bit. I think it can show the depravity of a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think a lot of times, like the more the less you become, less and less human, and more and more bat-like. Yes. Or um, de- demon-like. Yes. Yes. I always think of of it like bats. We Why all know- would you do that? Hey, these vampires don't turn into bats. No, they don't. But they but do have the skeletons Morbius? that are. Bats. Turn into a bat? Morbius definitely turns into a bat. Because he was bitten by a bat. Yeah. And I would like to know where. On the high seas. Of what? Of um, I think off the like the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. But like our So Michael Morbius, according to Amazing Spider-Man, where he premiered, he had um he had like a cancer or something like that. So he's trying to find a cure and he was experimenting with vampire bats. And then he goes on the high seas to like do this experiment and he does it. It winds up killing his wife and daughter, I think. And then it turns him into Morbius. And then he goes after uh, uh, good old Spider-Man. Okay. Who in that same issue, if I'm remembering correctly, has grown four other arms. And has to figure out a way. Yes, because then he teams up with the lizard, Kurt Connors, and they find a serum to get rid of his forearms because now he has eight appendages like a spider in this issue. Spider-Man does? Yeah. Whoa. I think it's issue number 200 because I think it was a big like, whoa, in the 200th issue, he's got eight appendages like a spider. So. Interesting. Yeah. It's a fun issue. Not a great issue. They do fun fun, fun bat-related things in the passage. Oh, okay. Spoilers. No, it's not because it's kind of sets the whole thing up. But yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. It is so hot in this room. It's very hot. You want to take a break? Focusing. No, I want to just power through it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Um. They. They're like Blade and Whistler and Scud. Go. We shouldn't trust these guys. But Blade's like, let's just do it. We've never been this close to the vampires before. We can learn a lot. And I know that they're going to turn on me the first chance they get. So they, they create a team of vampires. Well, the, the motive, the idea the, for the truce is there's this new... Oh, right. <laughs> they, they get back into the whole idea of, like, vampirism is a virus. Yeah. And just like any good old virus, it evolves. And uh-huh. it has evolved into an even more dangerous form where if you get bitten, you get turned quicker, you are more violent, and... Basically, people are going to be turned into vampires at an extinction level rate. Yeah. For not just vampires, but, but humans. for hum- humans. Yeah. And it's like, once they are done with vampires, who do you think they're going to turn to next? Yeah. So, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Um, so, they put together this team. 
and Donnie Yen's on the team, and that's when we were like, what? Yeah. And um, when they're setting it up, Blade does the classic thing that they always say to do in prison, which I, I would be too scared to try in prison, where it's like, find the biggest <laughs> guy and make him your bitch. That's what they say. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. what they say in prison. That's what prison Mike says in the office. Um, and so he sees Ron Perlman, and he's like, what, you want to take me out? And he like puts a, a stake up to his heart blade, and he's like, come on, you want to do it? Go ahead, do it, do it, do it. And then he puts this explosive in his head that if you tamper with, it'll blow you up, or if he looks at me sideways, I'm going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, whoa. And, and that he has been given command of the group. He's like, I'm not getting any funny business. Mm-hmm. So then they go to a place called the House of Pain. And this is our next big action sequence. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Mm-hmm. They go in and it's a vampire, vampire place. Brave. But it's they'll like cut each other open and they're it like eating off of each other and stuff like that. There's a crazy shot. I mean, it, th- this movie's like a body horror movie. This is like a David Cronenberg kind of movie. Yeah. Um, and it is cool in that regard. Like, Guillermo really nails it. Yeah. And it's like, it's on that perfect line where, like, it doesn't go too far from my personal taste. No. But there's a few, like, look through your fingers kind yeah. of moments. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the guy's sitting there while his back is open and a guy's, like, cutting stuff out of him. Pretty gnarly. So gross. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of, you know, Guillermo always loves putting a lot of practical effects in his movies, mm-hmm. even though he does use a lot of CG. Mm-hmm. But, um, when he does use practical, it always pops. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they split searching up. around. They're all looking for these different form of vampires. Why do I keep saying it like that? I, oh, vampires. vampires. It's because Chris Christopherson. Uh, I guess. That's how he talks. And um, eventually they all come into, come have an encounter with one of them. Uh-huh. And eventually it all becomes a big action scene, big fighting sequence. Uh, very quickly, you learn that their bullets are not working on these vampires. Uh-huh. Um, nothing that they're doing is working, actually. Yeah. There's there's one them. where this guy hits a vampire with a mallet, and his head goes di- like horizontal, mm-hmm. perpendicular to the floor. And that shot was crazy. Parallel. Or parallel, excuse me. And then he is able to like fix his head immediately. Uh-huh. So this, this is not your... This ain't your granddaddy's vampire. Mm-hmm. These guys are immune to silver, and they're immune to the everything garlic. but sunlight. Mm-hmm. So that's what they learn throughout the sequence as chaos ensues, and eventually Norman Reedus is able to turn on the lights and burn a couple. Yep. And um, Blade's tracking down the main one. He's having a fight with him. Um, Blade does get a little lost in this scene. I I told you I was like yeah what has he been doing this scene? I think he, at one point he was just searching for that other guy yeah the main guy but like we were just away from him for a long time he kind of gets lost in this movie he does a little bit it's it's a maybe a little bit too many cooks yeah in this but Donnie Yen has a good martial arts sequence of uh-huh. course did he do the machine gun punch I don't know if he did okay I I don't think he did in this one but he does this crazy thing though where he jumps up and kicks someone with both of his feet yeah awesome. in the chest he's so cool. Yeah. We rock him on the pod anytime. Oof, yeah. That'd be too scary for us, too, because we respect you too much. I bet he's so nice. I bet he's so nice. Mm. Okay, you're welcome on the pod anytime. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of, lot of good action and the things when their mouths are opening up. For the most, even when it was special effects, it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Even CGI, it was gross. Um, but when it was practical. And it, there was a lot oh, when it was practical. A lot. Yeah. And there were a couple where I wasn't sure, and that's good. Like, yes. for this age of movie, I'm oh, like... Oh, my gosh. They did that really well. Yeah, and so one of the dudes got bitten. Uh, I think his name was, like, the priest or something. And um, he's... Tur- they're, so they're, they're witnessing him turning very quickly. Yeah. And they're trying to put him out of his misery or stop him from turning by killing him. Uh-huh. Nothing's working, and then Blade, by that time, has caught up with everyone and knows sunlight will do it, so get sunlight on the guy, and it kills him. Yeah. Um, but they, and, and he burns to where he only has like half of his head left so and it's only, still blinking. Just because that part was not in the sun. Yeah. That's how like um, hard it is to kill. That was really cool. I yeah. like that sequence a lot. So they do capture one of these vampires and take it back to their headquarters where they st- study it. 
I yeah, thought this was autopsy. All so fascinating. Yeah. Well, they study it first by like by starving it. Yeah. And then eventually it dies, and then they do an autopsy, and well, yeah, well they dissect it, and that's an autopsy. Well, yeah, but we know how it died. Yeah. Um, and, the, and it was just so interesting because the 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 person was dead, but the body was still trying to feed. Yeah. And the practical thing on this was like it was a little squirmy. Gnarly. Yeah, and they have. I thought this was really cool, and then I thought about it, and I was like, "This is very dumb on a like realism level, but it's still so cool." Um, because they're like, "There's a bone around its heart." Yeah, and uh, and in my head, I'm like, "That's so smart. That's so cool." So you can't hit the stake, and then I was like, "Oh, that's what a rib cage is." <laughs> oh, okay. Those are that's bones but around your heart. Specifically around the organ, there's a no, there's no. a bone. It's encased in a bone. I know, but at first, like, I'm starting to think, like, yeah, why don't we have bones around our heart? And then I'm like, oh yeah, we have it. Like, how come evolution hasn't figured that out yet for us? <laughs> um, it was crazy. That this was a a nice uh, science touch as well when they're pulling apart its mandibles. Uh huh. And like you know, they're commenting like, but they don't have a low like their their jaw structure seems to be the same, but they don't seem to have a lower jaw. Yeah. And then they have specific fangs on the side of them that secrete a certain poison that will paralyze its victim. Yeah. And it's it's just I like how animalistic it is. I know it was really cool. Um, and then they're then they, it's kind of. It it's this is a very action packed movie, and it's kind of funny because it's like they established that. And then they kind of established like a blade and the Ma- Nissa, um, like you know potential. Yeah, I didn't there. feel that for w- one second. No, 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 no. Um, it felt very obligatory. Yeah, but it felt like they were trying to like hint at that and like give them some heart to heart, but it didn't yeah, really. Yeah, they did not achieve that. It, I felt nothing. Yeah, and then they. And then it's like they kind of just go to the sewers. They've now made this like light bomb, and then there's another action sequence. Mm-hmm. So the movie, the movie, um, it's funny because I, I it's didn't, a little clunky. Yeah, I didn't really think about this until I was looking through the movie, and I saw that it, it at the time it had mixed reviews. Yeah, and a lot of people criticize like the characters yeah. and like the plot. Um, and I, I thought, yeah, I actually that's a pretty fair criticism. It's still like so worth watching. Uh huh. It's so fun. Um, but it's like, in a way, it's like t- maybe too action-packed, I guess. Yeah, there's just not, there's not a heart to this movie. No. Um, I, I, yeah, it just feels yeah, like. Yeah, because it's like, in, in, the, in the first movie, there's a lot of action and stuff in it too, but it is like still a movie about Blade. Yeah. And this movie is not about Blade at all. No. I mean, he is just being a superhero. Yeah. And and even like the, you know, later it's revealed that the the new vampire is the son uh-huh. of the of the guy, and and sometimes I think in movies we like there's just an obsession with like hiding relationships and hiding things and and it's kind of like actually I kind of think if I knew that from the get go there could be more of a heart and more of a distress in the movie yeah. like throughout the whole movie yeah instead of it being like oh it's a reveal it's his son yeah and I'm kind of like all right. Yeah, we're the, already there, at the you end of the movie by now. Where like that head vampire gives him this job to do. Yeah, knows that there's one that's controlling everyone else. He's not telling anyone that it's his son. Um, but but we we do know that. Yeah, and the basically you what's what's revealed is that guy's actual fear is his son coming to kill him. He doesn't care about. The almost eradication of vampires or yeah, humans or yeah. anything. It's like I'm just worried about me because I'm powerful. Yeah. Take care of my mistake, because you know he still made his son, gave his son this virus, and it's his fault, and he's afraid right. of what his son will do to him. Yeah. They didn't really accomplish that. No. And and but I I mean I want to stress I like this movie I think it is good. Yeah. Um I just think the first movie sets a really high bar. Yeah. Um, and the director's name is Stephen Norrington of the first movie. I just oh, remember okay. that. So shout out, Steve. Um, but yeah, so they have this big fight in the sewers. Um, there's light bombs. Light bombs. Hey, that's cool. Uh-huh. That is cool with me. I'm okay with light bombs. Um, hey, speaking of which, in Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda, um, have you tried shooting like bright bloom seeds at any enemies in the chasm? No, have you? 
No, but I wonder if they take more damage. <laughs> you know, because they're they're like encompass. I mean, the by the time this episode comes out, everyone knows the answer to that. Yeah, but I was just thinking if if we face like a boss or something down there, that would probably be the way to go about it. But when you, but if it lands in some gloom, the gloom doesn't go away; it just lights up the area, right? Yeah, that's true. Just worth a try, I guess. Yeah. Because those those bright blooms are everywhere. You know, I don't yeah. think I'm ever going to run out of those pups. Ugh, be careful. Well, yeah, I'd hate to. Um, anyway, I just had to ask if you'd tried it. Um, oh, man, I want to play now. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what else? What about the sewer scene do we want to talk about? I don't know what... Well, I guess uh, Ron Perlman leaves his friend from Fast and Furious to beat up Whistler. Yeah. And so Whistler gets the crap beaten out of him, but mm-hmm. he's fine. That guy dies. Blade saves Ron Perlman and Nisa. Yep. And then what happens after this part? So we find out that the vampires are behind. They, they get captured once they're in the sewer. That's right, because the vampires show up, capture them. And then um, they're like, okay, we're going to kill Blade. They need his blood yet again. Yeah. Um, and they say, we were behind this whole thing. We we made the next virus. Um, and you go, you go okay. I mean, I it, it's weird. It, it feels like I wish that I knew that his son was a vampire, but I like that, that they waited to reveal that the vampires were behind the virus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to thread that needle. There's, some, there's a way to do it, though. Yeah. Um, but... So he's there, and and they have the upper hand. And Norman Reedus has been a familiar of Ron Perlman, or one of them, yeah. the whole time. That's revealed. Well, yeah, and I I do like that he's a familiar, not a vampire. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I I this this was probably my favorite as far as like the one liners and scenes go, where Ron Perlman's like, "I'm gonna get you, Blade," and then Blade pulls out his remote and pulls like hits it, and nothing happens. Uh huh. And then he rips it out of his head, and he's like, guess what? Throws it to his familiar uh, Norman Reedus, and that's when it's revealed. And he's, like, laughing, and he goes, can't believe you fell for it, man. Like, that was never going to work. And then um, Blade says to uh, – he Norman Reedus says, do do you have any thoughts on all that? And he says, I got two thoughts. One, I knew you were bad the whole time. And two, I don't remember what the second thought was. I fixed it. Uh, y- it does detonate. It does detonate, something like that. And then he hits it again. Uh-huh. It like needed two hits or something uh-huh. and blows him up. Uh-huh. That was cool. And he's very chunky when he blows apart. <laughs> Lots of, that was like a practical. A practical explosion. Of, yeah. of blood and guts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I do like how he does say to him, in the end, Blade, you're too human. <laughs> like it's like you're, you're, you don't have the guts to like do what it takes yeah. to survive. But yet he does. And then Blade cuts Ron Perlman in half. Yep. And I like that. Yep. And then it's it's a huge fight. Huge fight, huge fight, huge fight. And they try and catch up to the main vampire. So long fight. So main vampire kills dad. And then Blade, and the dad bleeds blue. Yeah, and we and we did forget to mention that Nisa is the son of the vampire. Daughter, I mean daughter of daughter the, of the head vampire. Yes. Why is his blood blue? I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. I didn't really think of like because you know how like our it. blood is blue until it's uh, exposed to oxygen. Yeah, and that's why we bleed red. Yeah. Is there something about his chemical makeup is different because he's a vampire and he's that old? Yeah, I'm going with it. But then Blade fights the bad vampire. It's a pretty cool action scene. Yeah. They do a lot more of it. It looks like a video game when they do the CGI stuff. Again, it doesn't look good, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Because sometimes it does look cool. It, it walked so Matrix 2 could run. Yeah. Now they're probably already making yeah. all of those decisions already. Were the 2 and 3 of Matrix a joint production? Yeah. Okay. And remember, remember, they came out the same year. Oh, like six months apart. It was like May and December or June and December, I think. That's right. Yeah. So what what a time to be alive. Yeah. And I was, and I didn't see any of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Third graders. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Blade, Blade beats him. 
Uh-huh. Um, the girl is was bitten by him, so she's gonna die, and all she wants to do is see the sunrise. So they go outside, see the sunrise, she dies. Right. And then the movie ends. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe we got through that movie so fast. Well, but- that's kind of it, though. It's just action, big action scene, big action scene, big action scene. Yeah, it kind of is just. I think that, that in a way, it kind of shows the the story really lacks, unfortunately. Yeah. And sometimes when it's an action movie. Like, keep it as simple as possible. Like, John Wick, kill the guy's dog, and all he needs to do is just go kill these people. Right. But for a movie like this, where it's vampire lore, you need... I think you need a little more. You need a little more story. Yeah. Um, not anything that's going to grind it to a halt. Right. Because this the... movie never felt like it ground yeah. to a halt. But it did feel longer than the first it movie. It did feel longer. It, it's It's such an interesting thing to thread... Because you don't want to get into the the science fiction element too hard. Yeah. But if you do only action, it feels like a B movie. Yeah. And and this movie doesn't feel like a B movie, I wouldn't say. But but it it's not enough to it's just not enough to to match the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the first one is like it's perfect as in as far as its balance and mm-hmm. tone. Um, there's other things you can criticize about it but those things are like pretty pretty perfect right um but yeah this one feels a little a little more like a like a taika waititi thor movie where you're like oh it feels like it's almost great and then diminishing returns when you think about it yeah and And it's like ah yeah like someone's gonna get thor one of these days yeah like a, a a movie that's like good from beginning to end and doesn't have like a piece that needs to be removed yeah but Maybe not in our lifetime will we get that movie. Right. And we already have that Blade movie. Yeah. <laughs> so so do you do you like this one more or less than Oh, Blade I think one? I like the first one more. And and you had said there were some things that you thought that this movie did better. What were I those think this things? movie looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. So quite simply, it looked a lot better. The action, I think in some ways, was much better. Uh-huh. Um, that I just enjoyed more from this movie compared to the last one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got to give all the credit. I I think I like every element of the first movie more. Okay. I do think the creature design in this is insane. Yeah. Um, but there's not really creatures like this in the first movie to compare it to. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So that element is just like, gosh, Guillermo, you outdid yourself with these new vampires. Yeah. Um, and whoever's on the art team and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, is that it? I think so. Is that okay? Short and sweet. How short? Pretty short, but that's okay. I feel like we talked a lot. I know, only an hour and eight. Uh-oh. Can you believe that? Uh-oh, think of something to say. I'll say this. We'll see you next week when we cover Blade Trinity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>